everybody. Welcome aboard. It's a Tuesday, January 5, Cinco de Januario, and uh, I'm here uh, saying hello. I'm uh, Oh, some texts are coming in on the iPad just because I just turned that on to be able to see if I could turn you on, to see if I could find out where you are and what you're doing. Oh, and it says that you're on, and I'm touching the thing, and I think yep. it's going there. Okay, let's see who's here. So far, nobody. Um, oh, there you are, Dave. Good to see you, Don. Good day, sir. Welcome. So we got a few people in the house. Uh, Happy New Year to you, too, Don. Happy Tuesday, Bob. Uh, Becky... Hey, it's Clinton using your wife's account to say hello. Clinton, you clever man. I thought you canceled the Facebook, the Book of Faces. Scott, yes, welcome aboard. I do hear you didn't, you canceled it, but your wife, all right, got Brad, hello, hello, Amy. Hello to you in Detroit. Pick, greetings, greetings. Welcome, welcome, everyone. Um, good to see you, Clinton. Yeah, I, um... Your name came up yesterday, and I owe you a text, I think, or I should text you. Oh, so many things I should do. I went for a swim today in the ocean, and it was a bit heroic. It was very, very cold. Uh, Julie, hello. Working, so only partly here. Mm, well, that's all right. <coughs> Thank you, Jeff. You say I look cold here. Oh, I thought you said I look cool. Cold. Yeah, it is a bit cold. I've got this on because it's a bit cold outside. I had a hat on. Um, I had a hat on earlier here in the office because it is a bit cold in here. Lady Jerry won't be joining us today. She's busy. Quite the foggy, freezing day in Rockford, Illinois. Burr. Yeah, Andrew, I get it. It was a bit overcast and uh, cold today down at the beach. The surf was big. Christella, Happy New Year to you. I can't wait for us to all hear the results of your big efforts to uh, affect the outcome of the election in Georgia. <laughs> You're really up against uh, President uh, Hi-Ho Silver. Um, so, uh, Rachel's giving you some props there, Christella. Pick, yes. Um, so, here we go. I've got today's Bible story, um, which is the story of Esau and Jacob. And, uh, you know, we've kind of been going in order uh, here today. Well, let's talk more a little bit about the swim. Yes, it was a big surf day, so it was challenging to get out. I had I got dunked and rolled a couple of times on the way out past the break, and uh, it definitely felt cold today, although I felt good when I came in, and um, and it was uh, it was worth the trip, but uh, it was a lot. It was a lot. The ocean was a lot today, and then I did go for a ride in my friend's Porsche over to, wearing a mask over to the uh, Chipotle and I ate outside on a park bench. I ate my lunch outside on a park bench. Um, so um, so I did that. So it's been a big day. Swim in the ocean, Chipotle for lunch. Can't, can't beat it. And now I've got the letter from Grandma, which is a corker. I have to say I pre, pre-read it. And, and of course today's Bible story. The story of Esau and Jacob. And um, so we've got... Uh, I, I was excited about this one because one of the guys is named Jacob. It turns out that Jacob is a bit of an 
a-hole. Um, so Esau and Jacob are Isaac's sons, and you may remember Isaac as uh, Abraham, formerly Abram, uh, son, who uh, God asked uh, Abraham, Abram, Abram, who then became Abraham, to kill his son Isaac uh, to show as sacrifice, and then stepped in at the last minute and they killed a the goat instead. Then Isaac gets old. Uh, well, and last Bible story prior to the last year, he marries Rebecca. Anyway, so Isaac and Rebecca are getting old, and uh, and uh, their two sons are Esau and Jacob. So after many years of childlessness, Rebecca gave birth to twin boys. They're twins. The elder, only slightly elder, right? These two boys. The elder, who was covered from head to toe with thick red hair they named Esau. The younger, born holding his twin's heel, they called Jacob. So uh, Jacob and Esau were, I mean, it's a real coin toss as who gets born first. And it turns out if you're born first, you get the firstborn right. So it's a big deal. Esau, who became, who Isaac loved best, grew up a strong and adventurous hunter. While Jacob, while Jacob, his mother's favorite, preferred staying at home. Hmm, Jacob preferred staying at home. I like uh, staying at home and going out. <laughs> and I'm also called Jacob. Okay, one day Jacob was cooking some lentil stew when his brother came in, faint with hunger. Quick, I'm famished. Give me some of that, Esau demanded. I will, Jacob replied, if you give up your rights as firstborn to me. Esau laughed. What use to me are rights when all I want is a good meal? Then give me your word, Jacob says. And Esau gave his word and so exchanged his birthright for a plate full of lentil stew and some bread. Wow. Um, if you thought that the uh, Native Americans got ripped off from Manhattan on a plate of beets, uh, well, I mean, maybe this is quite that bad, but Esau had got really taken for a ride by Jacob. Um... Isaac, old and blind and near death, asked Esau to shoot a deer and prepare the dish of venison he so loved. I want to taste it one more time, that I might bless you before I die. Uh, Isaac tells Esau, who's the hunter. Jacob's the homebody. All right, Rebecca overheard these words and determined that Jacob, not Esau, should receive his father's blessing. Said, I will cook the dish, she said. And you must take it to your father in Esau's place. Go now and fetch me two young goats. Okay, so they're substituting goat for deer. Um, but he'll know that I'm not Esau, said Jacob. Jacob's not as dumb as you think, even though he's already traded uh, Esau. He's already got the birthright. He's already closed this deal with Esau. But now he also wants to make doubly sure by getting his dad to give it to him. Esau is covered in hair and my skin is smooth, Jacob says. Although, I do have some hair. He will know that I'm deceiving him, and he'll put a curse on me. Do as I say, and all will be well. And Rebecca dressed Jacob in his brother's clothes and covered his hands and shoulders with goatskin. <sighs> Man, <laughs> Isaac really must be out of it. He's going to be fooled by goatskin as if it's a beard. Um, she gave him some bread and a bowl of stew made from goat's meat, and then she sent him to his father. Who are you? Isaac asked, puzzled. Come near me so that I may feel you. Okay. That's something you don't hear every day from your dad. Uh, the voice is Jacob's voice, but the hands are the hands of Esau. Uh, are you really my oldest son? I am, Jacob lied. So 
Isaac was deceived, believing it was Esau who was with him. He ate the food that had been brought to him. He blessed Jacob and promised that he should have everything due to the firstborn, which is a deal <coughs> that Jacob already made at Esau over over some red lentils. So he's just hedging his bet here. Um, may you be happy and prosperous, and may good fortune come to you, and <coughs> uh, and wish you well. All right, then. Scarcely had Jacob left his father's tent than Esau arrived home from the hunt. Expertly, he prepared the dish of venison, and he took it to Isaac. Here's your favorite dish, father, he said. Who are you? asked the old man. I'm Esau, your eldest son. Then who is it who's just now been with me, and to whom I've given my blessing? Isaac asked, his voice trembling. Uh, When Esau heard his father's words, he cried out bitterly. He realized the trick had been played, and he begged his father to bless him and give him his rights. Well, what good is it going to do you, Esau? You've already traded those rights for a bowl of lentils, uh, unless you're going to break that promise. Anyway, uh, I will bless you, said Isaac, but I cannot give you what I've already promised to your brother. Oh, Isaac is really strict on deals, as we know from earlier, when he was willing uh, to get... uh, Well, his dad was strict on deals. Okay, I'm a little confused. Isaac knew that the blessing is given before God, and it could not be altered. Yeah, that's it. God is very strict (laughs) with promises. Okay, Esau was filled with hatred for Jacob. He knew that Isaac would soon be dead, so he planned to kill Jacob as soon as the period of mourning for his father's death had passed. Now who's the asshole? Jacob, for making a deal for red lentils to get his birthright? Or Esau, who's gonna kill him? He's gonna kill him. It's one thing to make a bad business deal, but then to kill a guy, because you effed up. Hmm, I don't know about this, but Rebecca heard his plot and was able to warn Jacob. Your brother's planning to kill you, she told him. Um, go at once to my brother, Laban, in Haran, and stay there until Esau's anger cools. I'll let you know when it's safe to return. So Jacob left Beersheba and set out for Haran. And that's next week's Bible story coming right up. Jacob's ladder. Oh, boy. This Jacob, he is a real uh, problem. But I have to say, I don't, I don't like Esau that much better. Um... Isaac, he made some mistakes. Rebecca, Isaac had to go, remember, he had to go get Rebecca from this other land and then brings her back, and then she turns out to be, the, oh, this is creepy. Um, Ouija, you think you saw the storyline on Young and Restless? Well, that's possible. Jeff, yes, I didn't realize that lentils had that much influence either. I mean, I, I've had some, deli- Lady Jerry makes some delicious lentil soup, but I'm not trading my birthright for that. Um, my bu- Dave, my buddy, and I ate gyros one time in a late night rundown. Uh, on a late night run downtown with the top off, looked like we and the car were victims of a horrific salad shooter attack. I'm not sure what that means, but uh, mm. all right. Uh, okay, I'm just scrolling up here to see what I've missed here. Oh yeah, we're all waiting to see the results of the Georgia election. Um, Bob says, I'm from Chicago. These kinds of deals are pretty common there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, these these trade your birthright for a bowl of soup kind of deals. Man, I feel like both participants in a deal like that are, are going to get what they deserve in the end. So today's letter from Grandma uh, is from... Oh, what time is it? Well, we don't have to get right on 
Jake, have I seen Louis C.K.'s stand-up bit about Abraham and his son? No, I haven't seen that, Andrew, but <laughs> it is it is some tough parenting. Um, when we did have that uh, Bible story here, um, Flavio, your mother made the best lentil soup you've ever had. Never tasted better. Hmm, I don't doubt it. Uh, I don't even know what that means. I don't doubt it. I don't doubt that your mother... You, I mean... <laughs> What do I even mean by that? I don't know. So today's letter from Grandma is from January of 1984, so uh, roughly a long time ago. Um, And uh, what is that, 26 years ago? Or, yeah, or, yeah, 26. Um, So I've got, uh, in in the letter, I've also got some coupons. I had $2 off, um, some Pizza Hut pizza, pizza. I got double double two dollars off pizza pizza i got some coupons here for uh, 30 cents off uh northern uh toilet paper bathroom tissue as they call it and uh, what is this oh 50 cents off some top secret kitty litter so these are <laughs> these are treasures that uh that went uh, unspent from the past i'm going to put them back in the envelope so that we can enjoy them if it comes to having to go through these grandma letters again we're going to want those then there was a story in here um this is from the iowa newspaper and this is a column and this guy's got a column in the uh des moines register evidently i think that's where this paper is i'm sure that that's where this comes from but uh it doesn't say on the clipping but i'm pretty sure it's the des moines register um and uh, so during the Wisconsin and Iowa, University of Iowa, the Hawkeyes and the Badgers um, had a game. The, uh, the uh, Hawkeyes and the Badgers had a football game, and the mascot, the kid who's wearing the Badger costume, switches costumes with the kid who's wearing the Hawkeye costume. So the team mascots, the, the 19-year-old boys who are in these suits change suits and go uh, back to the locker room at halftime or whatever and celebrate you know they switch suits for 10 minutes and they go with the other team and uh, they're just having fun well the the uh, the kid in the in the badger suit gets fired for this and uh, oh my god and the Hawkeye they they think it's uh, it's no big deal but uh, but they can the they can the guy in the Badgers suit. He's mentioned in here by name. I we could probably find him on Facebook and ask him about that. Oh, that's a good thing to do. Uh, too bad Jen's not here today. She loves to do that type of stuff. What's his name? Um, the uh, the next weekend, uh, da, 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 the sophomore Ted Perry, nineteen uh, year old sophomore, gets fired. Uh, for for being the Badger for switching suits with the guy in the Hawkeye costume, and uh, the Badgers, uh, incidentally, I think, uh, <clears throat> lost the game that day, and so maybe they were looking for that to to take that out on someone. Um, anyway, so that was in here. <laughs> Badgers like to badger. Slow cooker and Dutch oven cooking rules. Yes, I just got a new slow cooker, uh, Darren, and I'm going to be looking to put that into effect soon. I've got some other clippings from this letter that I'm going to save till tomorrow when Lady Jerry's here because um, because I think she'll get a kick out of them if I remember that they're over there. All right, today's letter from Grandma, January 17th, 1984. I'm still 23, but I'm going to t- turn 24 that year. Mm. 
um, it's not Ted Berry, it's Ted Perry, and he would have graduated from uh, the, uh, what was he, a sophomore, so he'd be the class of 86 at UW-Madison. Um, so, January 17th, thank you for the letter. I'm, I've sent them a letter, evidently. Charlotte and I, that's my aunt, if you're keeping score at home, Charlotte and I were alone uh, Christmas. So much snow, some places blocked between Marshalltown and Gladbrook. Two families, one with a baby, stopped at a farmhouse west of town and stayed all night Christmas Eve. How's that for a little Christmas story? There's, there's your Christmas movie. There's your Good Samaritans. Stayed all night Christmas Eve because the roads were blocked. The daughter, who goes to University of Iowa, hmm, who we just uh, heard about, said they had enough beds and it was fun. The father is quite a large cattle feeder. Not more than 15 or 20 at Candlelight's uh, communion Christmas Eve, because of the snow, evidently. Uh, we really did have some bitter cold weather. A man on the next block is raising foxes in four pens. So this is in Lincoln, Iowa. It's a very small town, a population 200-ish. A man on the next block is raising foxes in four pens by the corn bins and uh, claims they won't mate without being in the dark. Okay? Charlotte and I protested, and then he darkened the streetlight. I don't know how you darken a streetlight, but uh, then the light man uh, came, the light company man came, and put it back like it was. And it looked like he shot out the light bulb, this guy who was raising these foxes who'd said they wouldn't breed unless it was dark. Uh, but today, Tuesday, January 17th, the light company put the new light bulb back again. How's that for a story? Hmm. You've got everything. you got vandalism. you got a guy raising wild animals, trying to get them to breed. What's he going to do with those foxes? Well, that's not in the letter. I have no idea. I'm glad you're busy, and I wish you well with your work. But here it comes. I wish you would consider school again. They're always wanting me to go back to school. And to be fair, uh, I've been out in San Francisco for going on two years now. And things are really just kind of getting started. Math sums were so easy for you. I just figured you might even be uh, an assistant at Iowa State sometime. Uh, a young man who grew up on a farm near Lincoln, where they live, his parents uh, go to our church, graduated from Ames, I Iowa State, December 23rd, class of 83, in Doctor of Philosophy degree in Aerospace Engineering. And I don't really understand how you can be a doctor of philosophy in aerospace engineering, but um, uh, there you go. Um, there were 1,392 grads. He also been teaching at I Iowa State. Mother, Dad, and Sue came to see Grandma and Grandpa Johansson, my dad's parents, and us, that's Charlotte and Dorothy here, June 14th. She gave Charlotte an amaryllis, and it has, that's a flower, I guess, four pretty buds. One is open. A blouse, a necklace, a cover for her camera, popcorn, and two neckties, uh, two ribbon neckties. Mm -hmm. They gave me, this is Grandma, a jacket, blouse, opal necklace, unsalted peanuts, candy mints, and two neckties. Neckties were big that year for Christmas. 
they uh, brought Grandma and Grandpa over to our house for dinner Saturday. Then supper, dinner would be lunch. Then supper, they went to that place in Conrad, which is a place where you cook your own steak in Conrad, Iowa. I used to love going to that place. And they give you peanuts, and you can throw the shells on the floor. Man, Conrad is a happening spot. And Sunday noon, we ate at a remodel at a remodeled drive-in at Gladbrook, and the food was good there too. I'm glad Sue is home so much. Oh, I'm glad Sue is home so much unrest in England. My sister was going to school in uh, London for a little while. She had a semester away or a year away or something like that, and she will go back to uh, Oshkosh. February 4th, that's where my sister graduated from, UW Oshkosh, not Badgers. I'm glad you were with Rita and friends for dinner on Christmas. That's my cousin Rita. So many people are alone, and they are. So many people are alone. I know so many people are alone now. Uh, December was very cold here, and lots of snow. Pauline, that's my mother, let let me read Rita's letter, letter, and I saw your card. So I must have sent my mom a card in Rita's letter. Um, or maybe I sent it on my own. I'm not even sure. But uh, love, Grandma. So that's uh, that's today's letter. I really enjoyed the bit about the foxes, <laughs> the neighbors raising fox. That's the kind of thing that you can get into in Iowa. You're in your house drinking whiskey on a snowy winter's night, and you've caught a fox, or you've caught a couple of foxes. Um, you've got four foxes, and you're trying, you're like, I'm going to breed these things. That's what you think. Hmm. School would not be such a bad thing. Maybe I should go back to school. Well, Dave, you may have a point there. Lincoln, Iowa. Oh, Jeff, you've Googled it up. Good for you. <laughs> Darren, you need a dark debate? Yes, that's fair enough. Mm. Darren, you were 17, left for Army basic training, June 1884. Yeah, it's interesting to think back, isn't it? Um, when you think back to uh, to those years and how old you were and what you were up to and what what was going on in your mind, that's one of the things that I, I enjoy about the... I don't know why you guys like the letters from Grandma, but, uh, I mean, I guess I do know why. Uh, it's, it's just fun to read some sweet, mundane things uh, about that people sent to each other. But um, yeah, it's fun to think back about what was actually going on with me and what I must have thought. I thought enough about this letter. I, to be honest, I was a saver. I saved so much stuff, and I, I regret that I've actually gotten rid of a lot of things that I saved. But I do, uh, I do have a lot of gratitude to myself for saving these letters from Grandma, um, because it's fun to. They're fun to read. Um, PhD equals Doctor of Philosophy. Oh, yours is in neuroscience, Laura. You've got a, a PhD in neuroscience. Well, congratulations. To you, I didn't realize that uh, we've had some uh, brainiacs here. Oh, PhD just means PhD. Yep, gotta have popcorn. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, so there's a lot of good information in here. <laughs> Jeff, you got a bachelor's in music and a PhD in skipping class. Well, I didn't skip too many. Um, uh, oh, there's that place in Ames, Iowa. Yeah, there is that place. There was that place in Ames, Brad, but uh, they were different. That's a different that place. Um, <laughs> drinking whiskey on a cold winter's night sounds like a Christmas card. Yeah, it is a Christmas card until it goes dangerously wrong, and next thing you know, you're shooting out streetlights to give your foxes a place to have sex in the dark. I don't know why he couldn't just put them in his basement, but uh, maybe that's a pro- that maybe that's a problem. Um, uh, 
you had never suggested that I was a saver by the looks of my office, Dave? Well, uh, yeah, and it's not just this crap, which I feel like is of some visual interest. It's also these letters. I've thrown away so many letters from uh, ex-girlfriends and that kind of crap that I just, I don't need, I don't need to be passing away by accident. I get devoured by a shark down at the beach and then Lady Jerry finds out I've been saving ex-girlfriends letters in the house. That, that, I don't need that. I'm a little, I'm a little too smart for that. Um, John, you got your doctorate in music. Congratulations, Dr. Music. That's what I'm going to call you from now on if I recognize you here again. Congratulations, Dr. Music is a is a good one. Would you remember Dr. Science? He's a master's degree in science. <laughs> I don't remember Dr. Science. I was very... Uh, my daughter, Fanula, was very excited the other day because something came up about Phil Nye, the science guy. Maybe she got a book by Phil Nye, the science guy, and I shared that I'd known Phil Nye, or Bill Nye, Phil Nye. I knew Bill Nye, the science guy, when he was Bill Nye, the stand-up comedian from up in Seattle. I, he, it's probable that he would remember me, but I haven't seen him since back those days, which is a long time ago for both of us. Although, that is, I met, I met uh, Bill Nye, the science guy, prior to uh, receiving that letter, or post-receiving that letter uh, from Grandma. Um, all right, this is also, I'm saving this for tomorrow. Um, this, <laughs> tomorrow's going to be a big day, hump day. Oh, oh, yeah, I did plug in the fart machine. Oh, it's a good day. The fun is the maximum. Um, so, shall we have a question from the question box, and then we can get on with the seize of the day? I know we've got all good places to go. Uh, <clears throat> Rich, your dad has a B.A. in biology and a Ph.D. in biochemistry. I don't think he can get a B.A. in biology anymore. Yeah, I don't even... I never really understood that either, a Bachelor of Arts, but uh, I thought it had to be a Bachelor of Science. And I'm not clear on the difference between a Bachelor of Arts and a Bachelor of Science degree uh, when you come right down to it. And I think uh, out in the world, once you get past your first five years in the workplace, you're probably going to be able to accomplish any of that um, Any of that there. Oh, Dave, you're saying, yeah, you had to kill off a box of ex-girlfriend notes a few years ago. Same reason. Yeah, Dave, as you get older, it's important to dispose of the, uh, some of the, you, you want, you just want the story that you leave behind of your life to be one that is tolerable to your loved ones who are still around and have to go through that crap and clean it up. So you throw away those ex-girlfriend letters. I do still have uh, a photo or two. Obviously, this was prior to nude photos, just, just pictures. Um, <laughs> the difference is calculus. Ah, I see. Um, Bob, your Bachelor of Science is in Crops and Soil Science. Well, that's exactly the type of degree that you could get from Iowa State University of Science and Technology. Agronomy, the study of dirt. Um, so, have you ever bought anything from a TV commercial? <laughs> I think we all know the answer to that one. Yes, I bought a thing from a TV commercial. I bought the Floby from a TV commercial. I didn't call the number on the screen, but I did buy a Floby because I saw it on TV. And I bought these sweatpants. These are BYLT built... I don't know if you can even see that. BYLT sweatpants. I bought these off of an ad on Instagram. I am susceptible. I'm the kind of moron that they can't wait to see coming. And uh, proud of it. <laughs> also, you gotta if you see something you like, you can't be too put off by the place you found out about it. Um, so, 
uh, speaking of some somebody I like, I really, I really do like uh, Rachel for the seize the day. And uh, as I'm going through the Christmas gifts that we received, I see I have this um, seize the day. Isn't that nice? I'm trying to hold it where you can see it, but it lights up. Seize the day. Seize the day. Isn't that nice? I I can't figure out how to get it to stay on all the time. I think it, the way I've got it set is you have to push this button to get it to go. But um, I'd like to put that somewhere and have it. I'd like to put it there and have it beyond in, during seize the day. But I just don't know how to do that. <clears throat> all right. Your doctorate is non-existent, Phil. Congratulations. That's the same as my doctorate. Um, bacon, yam, lettuce, and tomato. That sounds like a nice sandwich. <laughs> I'm not sure. Uh, Flavia, you bought an elliptical machine off TV, then had to skip the dang, send the dang think back a month later because it didn't work pro properly. I didn't buy this off TV, but I bought it because I found out about it on TV. I bought a uh, Nordic track years ago. I don't know if they even still have those. And that thing, that thing had to, I don't think I was able to sell it. Maybe I sold it. I can't remember. But I think I ended up just taking it to the Goodwill because, God, what are you going to do with a Nordic track? It was even a weird uh, kind of a laundry hanger thing, the Nordic track cross-country ski thing. Um, don't feel bad about buying merchandise from an infomercial. You're thinking about buying a healthcare coverage off the dark web, Bob. I hear you there. Um, oh, I sold my last house and bought this house because a real estate agent called me on the phone and I just started talking to her and she did both sides of those, uh, those deals. So there you go. Uh, Pick, you once bought Star Trek Deep Space Nine. <laughs> Bajoran earrings. Didn't realize it was just one earring. <laughs> I should have paid more attention. Well, I hope you still have those earrings, Pick, because uh, they they make they make you awesome. Um, I'm sure. All right. So today's seize the day. So it's Tuesday today, uh, which is always Bible story letter from Grandma. Monday, as you all know, is Motivational Monday. Wednesday's Hump Day, and I think we're going to start doing an animal. Uh, of choice. We're going to talk about an animal on Wednesday. Uh, Friday is uh, happy half hour, and then we're still looking for something for Thursday, but I'm going to figure that out. Um, wait, Scott, you still have a wooden Nordic track skier? Digital counter, heart rate, etc. It's like a Model A with heated seats and GPS. Yeah, Scott, the one I had was the one <laughs> the one I had was the one before that. <laughs> it had zero technology. It had two pulley, two ropes attached to pulleys that went up a pulley right in front, and then the the wheelie foot things for your skis. I don't even understand. Um, I don't even understand what I was thinking buying that thing. Bob, you actually bought a house in Canada on Lake Superior off of eBay. You still have it? Wow, that sounds awesome. I guess you can get everything on eBay. Um, <laughs> hump day and Animal Day should not be the same day, Dave. Yes. We've, we've got to clear up all that confusion. There's always going to be a disclaimer on Hump Day, Animal Day. <laughs> bull Weevil Wednesday. Maybe that's tomorrow. Maybe tomorrow's the Bull Weevil. I'm going to write that down here um, so I don't forget. Bull Weevil Wednesday. Your wish is going to come true. Um, Jeff, see you tomorrow. All right, but before then, it's time for Seize the Day today. Um, oh. It's time for Seize the Day. 
seize the day. Seize. I'm blinking the thing if you're just listening to the audio of this, which is available uh, wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, each new day is a blank page in the diary of your life. The secret of success is in turning that diary into the best story you possibly can. And that's by Douglas Pagle, Pagels. Um, uh, and and that is, uh, I, there's a number of people who have this this kind of thought. Each day is a blank page in the diary of your life, and the secret of success is turning that diary into the best story you possibly can. And I, and that, not that it's Motivational Monday, but I, I do like that idea that you, we, are the author of our own story. And when you wake up every day, you can decide for yourself what kind of day you want to have, what kind of uh, things you want to accomplish and how you want other people to perceive you. Uh, I definitely uh, think that's true. You can wake up every day and make a decision about what you want that day to be about. And so I want tomorrow to be about bull weevils, <laughs> among other things. So you guys have a great night. Happy Tuesday. Happy New Year again to everybody who we didn't get to say uh, last year too. Uh, la- uh, yes, yesterday, Happy New Year too. Brad Johnson, Nordic Track was a way to do low impact cardio before the likes of ellipticals. Mm, yeah, I, I, it's not that I didn't like my Nordic Track, Brad, uh, but it took up a disproportionate amount of space in my home. Uh, and I did have better ways to hang out my clothes than that. Anyway, um, have a great evening. Happy New Year. Take care of yourselves and each other. Let's be nice out there. Don't give up. There'll be plenty of time to give up later. I will see you all tomorrow, and Lady Jerry will hopefully be in attendance. All right. Bye-bye.